What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Jiu-Jitsu Radio. We are your host. What if there's any Mayhem Monkeys watching? Mayhem Monkeys? You don't remember Mayhem? Uh, Jason Mayhem Miller? Oh, yeah. All his fans, Mayhem Monkeys. No, maybe. I would guess so. What's up with him? I hope he's taking his medication. I don't know. He got he went off the deep end for a, a few while. times. Yeah. A few times. But he's a super smart guy. He's yeah, like extremely yeah. intelligent. He was, a, he was a good fighter too when he was when he was on. Yeah. He was good. Did you ever see his like his prank at uh EA? No. He did a prank on uh on EA. I think it was him and Rampage or something like that, where like they were making the UFC game and then he's like, Bro, what's up with my stats? Like, why are they so low? No, fuck. So, like, there was a whole EA Sports crew, like, around this table. Like, they were showing a game. And, like, the the head game producer, like, like, super happy. And then he's like, bro, what's up with my fucking stats? No fucking way. And he, like, gets up. And he's like, like, the guy was about to shit his pants. (laughs) And he's like, he gets in his face. Mind you, super professional set where it was, like, that giant square, like, boardroom, like, setting. But the center was, like, um. like the playground balls, like from McDonald's or whatever. Yeah, I'll show you the video. And then he gets in the head producer's face. He's like, nah, I'm just fucking with you, bro. He's like, you see him like melting his chair. He's like, oh my God, I was about to die. I was about to die. Uh, Crow Cop did the same thing to one of the announcers too. That one's great. Oh, geez. oh, can you imagine? Like Crow Cop gets in your face, like threatening to kill you. <laughs> he's like, no, I'm just messing with you, man. They put me up too. He's like, oh, fucking shit. He's like, I'm about to like piss his pants. I'll show you after. We got bugs coming in here. We got the door to the studio open. It's freaking amazing Beautiful outside. Beautiful weather in Florida. This is why we live in Florida. Yeah, and this is, this is the way we all wait for this time of year. Not really. I love the summer too. I love the heat. Hey, before we get started, we just want to remind you, go ahead and check out our sponsors, Jiu-Jitsu, Sobco, Choke Aloha, and GiraffeChoke.com. That's not all one word. You can go to, to it. Chocoloha.com. You can go to jujitsusopco.com and giraffechoke.com. And you can go to the pornhub.com. Well, you can do that too, but do it after you go so, to the yeah, sponsor. Yeah, go wait, way wait after. Do that. Uh, don't end up like tubing, all right? Um, if you want the promo codes, we got them for you. We get you that Christmas discount. By the way, porno codes. Por- no porno <laughs> codes. Shout out to uh, Jujitsu Soap Code. Now you can get 15% off your orders at the soap. Only when you use our promo code. So make sure you like, follow, subscribe to the podcast. Check out the description of the video below if you're watching us on YouTube. If not, check out the podcast description. You can get the promo code there. You're welcome. Could you imagine if Pornhub wanted to sponsor us? I'd be all for it. I'm 100. I would be all for it too. I, I would make our intro that that don't 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 don't. No, that's copyrighted. No, but if they let us do it, if they're sponsoring us, we can do it. Listen, there's enough jujitsu people doing OnlyFans right now. I don't see why they wouldn't. I don't see why not. Yeah, I don't know anything about that OnlyFans. Yeah. Listen, hundred percent. Can we make a bet? You want to see my feet? Are we gonna do that? Are we gonna do that? Can we start an OnlyFans for your feet? We'll fucking bank. We'll bank for sure. Your feet and your armpit, because we know there's a fan base already. There's a fan base for the armpit. Would you do that? No. Why not? No. Dude, listen, if you want photo of my feet, 20 bucks, let me know. <laughs> I got you. No problem. I don't give a fuck. Listen, I show my I show these puppies off for free. If I can make 20 bucks off them, fuck yeah. For sure. For sure. What? Are you serious? Are you that high and mighty? Who's gonna get mad at you? Uh, me. For I what? Have, I have I have morals. It, yo, really? Yes, I do. No. I do have what Jesus is gonna get mad at you because you got paid for your feet. That's just weird. Why? I, oh, that's, that, I'm not disagreeing that that's 
weird, but you know, everyone's got their own taste. It's not like I'm saying, Hey, Sean, poop on a glass table and you get paid. That's taking a little far. All you got to do is oh, take. That would be kind of fun. I wonder, I wonder no. what it would look no. like from the bottom. Oh, God. What is wrong with you? Why did I even bring that up? Listen, someone's going to pay you 20 bucks to take a photo. Let's, let's do the math. Let's say you had like a super fan, right? They're willing to pay you 20 bucks a day just to see your feet. So it's 20 times 365. Well, it's 100 bucks a week. So, or 140 bucks a week. Yeah, let's work on that math there, but Well, no, I wasn't counting Saturday okay. and Sunday. Okay. But, well, no, but, we're talking about 20 bucks a day. So that's, would you say 140? 140, 140, 60, 80, 100, 120, 140 a week for 52 weeks. What's that? You made the math more difficult than it needed to be. No, I, well, I do it by the month. So 280 and 280 is uh, 530. So five. Let me double check you here. I'm just gonna do it my way. All right. So, twenty times three sixty five. You know, there's someone listening to the podcast. You fucking dummies! It's fucking. Hey, math. remember your teacher said you you're not gonna walk around with a computer with a calculator in your pocket. Like, suck it down. Yeah. Seventy three hundred bucks. Yeah. Seventy three hundred bucks you can make a year, man. That's an extra. Yeah, but but at, at twenty bucks at a per shot. And that's one person that's not asking. That's not talking about everybody else that's making the request. Cause you know, once they share that photo, you're going to blow up online. I'm making no, famous. Why would, no, they would just want, they would just use the photos they, they find. They'd be like, how many photos of my feet can, can maybe like, see, it would get weird once you start getting like the obsessed people where they're like, they start stalking you spread your toes and like, we'll get you. <laughs> can we get you? Can we get you a peel box? I'll get you can, a peel box. Can, can you, can you, can you can you wiggle your fingernails? Wiggle, wiggle your toe. Wiggle your big toe. <laughs> <laughs> Can you clip your, finger, your toenails for me? Oh, man. Listen, people get paid a shit ton of money to let people watch them eat. That's taking it far. Because like then you're like risking being obese and all sorts of other stuff. But they get paid. They're like, I'll give you 500 bucks if you eat this hot dog on camera. Like, uh. <laughs> they get paid. There's a girl on Instagram. That's huge just for that. And literally, she's huge, but it's huge just for that. And for you wouldn't sure. do that for 20 no, bucks a feet? I would not do it. You're selfish, bro. It. You're selfish. No. No. Because now I'd have to split the money with you. So you say 73. I only take 10%. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, a very nice manager. 10%. So you, that's all. It, you'll, so you, you're, you're fine for getting $730. 10% of $7,300. I'll take that. That's $730. That's, I'm cool with that. A year. That's fine. You're the talent, bro. If you want to give me more money, I'm more than happy. You want to split it 50-50? We can do it. No, I'm trying to be nice here. Well, no, I don't want to do it. I at will all. pull the Don King on you. And, I'm the Don King way, of feet. I would, I would, I would spend. I, I would charge more for my armpits. Yeah, how much would you charge for your armpits? Uh, at least fifty to seventy-five, if not a hundred. A hundred bucks, bro. Come on, five people. You just made five hundred bucks that week. See what I'm saying? See, no, no. this is this is this is You're the not I'm the, taking I'm taking the pimp route. I just planted that seed no, of doubt. No. I'm iceberg slim right now. I'm selling those armpits, no, no, baby. No, no. You get those armpits on the street and you make me money. <laughs> uh, you, come on, dude. Like five photos, five photos of your armpits. That's a week. That's two grand a month just by going. Yeah. <laughs> you don't even have to pose. I'll just catch you when you're at the pool. Just. Just lounging. And you can get 
paid. Yeah. Listen, and if you're smart, it's you know we don't have to let the the IRS know. No, I I, I the only way I would do it. As if every shot was candid and I didn't know that's what it was. Dude, I for whatever. I'm good with that. If they're candid, that's probably even worse. Man, you just <laughs> can you imagine how annoying that would be? Where like you just catch me out of the corner of your eye, like son of a bitch, you caught me again. Like walking down Atlantic Ave, I'm like, reach for it. I'd pay like a little kid like five bucks, like, hey, go ask that man for a high five. <laughs> or, or let this balloon go right by him, get it caught in the tree. <laughs> ask that guy to help you get that cat off the tree. Go, go. <laughs> Tell tell that I'll give you twenty bucks. Tell that man that he can't reach the the overhead of the tank tops in the mail. <laughs> That'd be so good, bro. Two grand, a minimum two grand. Oh, look, we all we we know there's a segment of the population that enjoys my armpits. This is this, this is not a joke. This, this is a hundred percent real. This is a hundred percent real. We are telling you this because we've seen it. All right, <laughs> it's there. It's out there. It's Sean has gone. Thank God. Gone, it is gone. I'll be very upset if my website went down. I mean, uh, <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so it's like, you know, I, I, I don't, I feel bad. I would feel bad. I feel bad about what? I'd feel bad about, I don't know. I'd feel bad. I think it would be sad for somebody to pay for my armpit. Why? That's what they want. You're making somebody happy. I You're know. making someone happy just by being you. You're being selfish. I think that's disrespectful. I think you you owe baby Jesus an apology. No, I, don't, I don't. You were made in, in God's image, bro, and, and you're just letting that go to waste. <laughs> you could be making one. Think about that. Think about that. It's, it's not, it would be worse if someone wanted to see, like, your back zits. Like, it's, I don't have any of those, but I do have back hair. That can make you some money. That can make you some money for sure. Shaving it. I use the back blade, though. Do it every like every month. We could do a time lapse photo. You ever, had a, you ever done? You don't have hair on your back? No, no you don't. I'm not a chimp. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a gorilla. I am an I albino. Got, I bet you got some hair on your back. Somewhere. I have like two strands right here. There you go. I'm done. Like legitimately. Like my, I have more neck beard than I have back hair. It Come comes. on, man. Come on. Really? I don't want. No. All right. I, let's 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 test the market. Listen. Find out if you can get a market. Okay. Uh, we can make it happen. We can be let's let's be honest. How much would it take for you to just say like, all right, fuck it once. Like once. Like you, like someone like where you say like for one week, like fine, fuck it. I'll do it. I'll do it for one week. You have one week. How much money where you had to post like four or five photos every day for that week? Four or five every day. Yeah, for a week, just for that's a week. A lot. But how much, like, dude? That's like we can. You don't have to do it every day. You could take the photos ahead of time and just post them up there after. But how much money would it take? I would want at least. I would want at least. No, it's at like least wages. That's it. I want twenty five hundred bucks. I just said two thousand. You were like, a no. Week. Man, you were talking seventy three. Well, you're making twenty five hundred a week. Yes, you're balling, bro. How come you're not fucking paying for a, for a, a brand I, new studio? I, 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 we need we need a new studio. Listen, those armpits can get us a new studio. Well, I don't get that twenty five hundred a week because Uncle Sam takes a lot, and then that's what I'm well, saying. Not a week. That's what I'm saying. Oh, you're saying you're getting paid twenty five hundred a week? You fucking balling, bro. No, no, I'm not getting paid that. Oh, okay. You bi weekly. Okay. 
Well, no, no, I'm, not even, I'm getting more biweekly, but than 2,500. But I mean, we don't have to throw out your financials, out there, but right? Financials, but so Uncle Sam takes a lot, and then my 401k, I got it maxed out. So oh, that's good. So I, you know, I I put the max amount in my 401k. That is my advice to Get everybody. 401k. Yeah, for sure. Max out your 401k. Whatever they match, put that amount in, and then okay, just learn to live with less. So now we could be making more for your 401k. I would do if you could, if I could make twenty two or two grand a week, Monday through Friday. There's no you realize there's like professional gamers that can make like five grand, like ten grand a week. I know they're making more than that in a day. What's his name? Uh, Doctor Disrespect makes. Yeah, he makes bucks. And all you got to do is just show your armpits. I'd rather and your toes. I'd rather just watch. Want, let them watch me be batting at Call of Duty. I mean, we could do that too, but I'm just saying, like, you could be, you know, that's your off hours. I don't know. Off comment hours. below. Off hours. If We're showing my armpits and pay for them. Comment below. So, 2,500 bucks a week in armpit money is what it would take you to say, like, fuck it, I'm retiring. I'm going to straight to the armpit. I'm, I'm, I'm armpit city. Really? Yeah, dude, that's 10 grand a month. This is what I'm saying. Like, but you ten said no. A month. But I mean, it's free. Well, no. And once you hit ten grand, you could do it no, from Puerto no, Rico. No, 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 we no. could do it from Puerto Rico. It's got. It's only. It's only if it's cash. This well, will be cash. Yeah. Well, that'd be tough though to do just cash. But if we go to Puerto Rico, you don't have to worry about that. You'd be in a whole different tax bracket, and you'd be solid. I don't want to move to Puerto Rico, but PuertoRicoArmpits.com. <laughs> <laughs> Get you paid. Come on. I mean, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. At the beginning, it's going to be a little slow. We got to build up the brand. But once this puppy takes off, Lambo's for the crew, bro. You want to call it Ompits. A A M Ompits. Ompits City. Oh, my God. Oh, man. All right. That's the goal. That's the new. That's the 2021 business strategy that's what we're going for mark that down all right listen folks enough with the, the chit chat the longest intro we've ever done i love it it's, it's a all on our it's a fucking amazing on to the serious subject we have an amazing guest this week he's a good friend of mine um stop 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 no 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 don't give it away for free I'm trying to go go out there and make me money great friend of ours um long friend of mine for for a good few years now um semi-mentor he's given me a lot of advice to help me out in the, the years he's probably one of the most stand-up human beings you'll ever meet um marine undefeated mma fighter now ceo of titan fc hell of a model american lex mcmahon We're live, ladies and gentlemen. I'd like to introduce to you the undefeated MMA fighter, Lex McMahon, CEO of Titan FC, former boss of mine, good friend of mine. Former, well, you're never a former Marine, you're always a Marine. All once and always, man. How are you, sir? How are you? I I am epic, man. I'm doing so good. I've had such a uh, a great couple of weeks. And, um, man, life, life is good. 
Although I haven't found the energy to or the desire to train since the fight. <laughs> but other than that, I keep saying oh, tomorrow, tomorrow, and I'm like, my body just is like, no, we're good, man. Take a break. Yeah, that that determination kind of goes away when you know someone's not punching you in the face in a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah I sure. missed Jay Jay Z's today. I said Adolfo Adolfo Vieira came, and I was like, well, there's somebody. Oh man! But you, you I, I was looking for Lex. I'm like. Where's Lex coming through the door? Where's Big Man? <laughs> Here, cheers to that. I was gonna give a big cheers. Cheers to yeah. you, guys. No drink. So before we get into the like the nitty-gritty of everything leading up to this fight, I need to know what kind of cigar were you smoking after the fight? <laughs> it was an Ataro Fuente. Nice. They have the finest cigar lounge, I think, in the world is uh the arturo fuente in santo domingo so they uh being one of the guys that you know i do tons of work with over especially over the dr he helps me get things set up over there um i told him i said man win lose draw doesn't matter i want to have a cigar in the cage after the fight's over because it's going to be a big milestone and you know everything about this experience for me I wanted it to be epic because I knew it was going to be one time. And uh, I figured what better way to cap off the night than smoke a cigar in the cage. So he got me a really nice uh, Arturo Fuente. One time? That's exactly what I'm thinking. One time? Does he really think he thinks he was going to just throw that? You know what, man? I I had the storybook ended. I'm good. I'll find the next challenge. Maybe... I'll compete in jujitsu. See, now that was going to be my other thing. What would it take to get you to sign up for a jujitsu tournament? You know, man, so here's the crazy thing without jumping ahead, but, you know, the fact that the fight ended the way it did was more baffling to me than anybody. (laughs) (laughs) Because, because, the reality is, man, I've never really liked jujitsu. <laughs> oh. And it's the thing I trained the least. Oh. And then as we were getting closer to the fight, I realized, holy shit, I need to be training this stuff. <laughs> and so once it was there for me, I swear, like the reason I was laying on the, on the canvas after the fight was over is I was laughing. You know, I, I just was like, it, it just, it was hilarious to me. So I, I made a promise to myself that I was going to start taking jujitsu serious and, and find a way to really kind of uh, enjoy it as opposed to, you know, always having in my mind, you know, that kind of love of just striking, which is, you know, I mean, you know me a long time, man, you know, that's, that's kind of what I love to do, but uh, something like the light went off in me and, and I feel like, you know, I need to give jujitsu a chance now. Can we say like, I want to just legitimately say, this is not me kissing your ass or anything. The transition to the back was spot on, was you, spot man. on my friend. And then the transition going from the left to the right and sneaking in the choke. I mean, that's, that's someone who's, who like, it shows a little bit more maturity on the mats than you lay, lay out there. For sure. Yeah, you know, I think it is, is the, the crazy thing is I, 
I honestly think that I've been around this sport for so long at such a high level with so many just elite level practitioners um, that I've absorbed some of it vicariously, you know, and because I don't remember ever, you know, working, switching my hips where I didn't, you know, move the, the head over. I mean, like that just kind of, I don't even remember doing it in the fight, to be honest. It, it just kind of happened when I go back and watch it, it was very deliberate. And the thing that was cool about the whole thing to me was how calm I was, which is yeah. something I had struggled with is I was really calm when it got to the ground. So, so were you, ex so bring it, let, let's just go, go through the fight. So leading in your, your, your ideal way this fight was going to go is you're going to knock him out. Yeah. Is that, that's what you were thinking. Uh, you were thinking, I, it, I had it all set in my mind. Like I had played it out and I even had the combo set up that I thought it would come from. And which was, we knew his style was that he was going to come in with that big overhand, right? Like Sean, we worked there, right? I mean, like, you know, he's going to come with a big overhand, right? Looking to get connected. And, you know, he would more, you know, one of two things would happen is either he would kind of rush in to get that or he'd sit back and wait to get it. And he didn't rush in. So I was like, okay, you know, if he's not rushing in, I'm going to throw a jab. Then I'm going to follow that with a six low kick and then come with the two, you know, as, as I'm stepping off. Well, the only problem with that whole plan was that I threw the world's laziest jab and you did it, not. Man. Yeah, nah, dude, it was horrible. When I went back and watched it, like, <laughs> you know, I, so I, I got clocked, man. And the plan went right out the window. And, you know, I was in a firefight at that point. <laughs> you, had, you had that classic Don Fry, yeah, uh, body Hong shots. Man Choi. Like, you guys are, like, do you remember that? Do you remember yeah, when yeah. Don Fry, was it Hogman yeah, Choi? I think so. It was they Don were holding yeah, it was, yeah. each other in the heads, and they were, just, they were just cracking each other in the face. You had, like, a split second of that, and then then uh, you must have rocked him enough that he, he decided to go down. I mean, Listen. Yeah, well, if you see, if you go back and watch the fight, you know, he, he cracked me really good that first shot. And I actually put my hand back behind me as I was stumbling, trying to find the cage because I knew I had to make sure I stayed off the cage. And um, as soon as I felt the cage, I just started throwing, you know, throwing shots. And once I connected, we had a couple exchanges like, you know, you're talking about where, you know, I had the the hand on his his head and you know vice versa but once i came with the overhand right i landed eight of them yeah. and and one left he didn't land another shot he threw a couple of knees but they didn't really do anything to me and after that first shot that hit him behind the ear and it stood him up on his toes and i knew he was done at that point it was just a matter of kind of you know, weathering the the chaotic storm and and you know kind of finding my moments but you know, it's crazy. Like I literally felt him break on that shot and I knew I was going to win at that point. What went through your mind when he landed his first body shot on you? Shit, that hurt. <laughs> Swear to God. I was like, oh my God, that really hurt. <laughs> I mean, it split me open right away and, you know, I'm bleeding everywhere and I'm like, ah, oh, well, there goes my plan. You know I mean? Like literally these things were going through my mind but like, as it was all happening. So, so you can, you can tell us that it's true. What Mike Tyson says, everybody's got a plan until, until they, they get, get hit in the face. face. 
A hundred percent, man. Like, I mean, my plan was, and it would have worked perfectly the way he was, was fighting. Like everything was set. Had I not thrown the world's laziest jab. Well, it was you know? funny because like I was, I was watching it. Like I watched it two or three times after and it, it's almost like you caught yourself in a point of where you wanted to just throw that out there as the range finder to gauge where you were at, but then you were hesitant on it. So it wasn't even like, it wasn't even so much as lazy as you're like, oh, I'm realizing that he's a lot closer than I thought. And then, you know, I think that may have been right, man. Like it, it just, I don't know. It all went down so fast, man. Like that first part of the fight was such a blur. Yeah. Um, like it didn't slow down for me until I got him on the ground. Yeah. And, you know, again, like I struggled, like I would get so worked up every time we get on the ground where, you know, during training, and it was amazing to me how, how calm I was once I was down there, you know? Well, you worked – here's what, here, the way Jay-Z worked it is he put you in the worst positions. Yeah. True. And True. so you, out of all the, the scenarios that could have happened, the bad scenarios, you, you already knew what to do. Yeah. So, everything, so being in a good scenario – I mean, even, even the one time when you and I trained together, that, that last, like, session or whatever – and we were doing the half guard, man. I watched it as soon as we, you got into like his half guard and you were throwing strikes and then transitioned up. I was like, it's the exact same thing that we talked about that day. And yeah. like, that's why I was like, I wasn't even worried. Cause even that day when we were doing it, like I could tell that your movement, your pressure from there, it's like, Oh, if he's stuck here, he's good. He's definitely, you know, that, that was the one thing I was really happy about. I mean, I took an ass kicking for, for 10 and a half weeks where I just, I mean, you saw the videos, man. I got yeah. murked. And, but that was by design, you know, like I really wanted to be put in a bad position uh, as many times as possible before the fight happened. So that if I did end up in a bad position, which I did, you know, I wasn't going to freak out. I wasn't, you know, I would, I felt like I would have been there already. And I, and I really did. So I think the thing that, that I was most pleased about with the fight was even though I didn't realize I was doing things, I was doing them based off of all the hard work we'd done. Yeah. You know, and, and and so it became muscle memory as opposed to me having to think about it. Drillers make killers. And now yeah, there's how, there's some truth to that apparently. <laughs> how important is it having a calming influence like Jay Z in your corner? You know, it's awesome. Um, you know, Jay and I are very close, and he has this uh, demeanor where he's super calm, he's relaxed, he's dancing. You know, the whole thing when he fights. Um. I thought I was going to be nervous right there. And I wasn't at all, man. I was super calm, super relaxed. There's a video that's going to drop on Friday, um, that, which is the last episode of Breaking Lex, the, you know, the mini documentary series that um, kind of cataloged this entire journey. And it shows what fight day looks like for me. And, man, I was laughing the entire time. I was having a great – like, I, I was having fun. And, and I'm sure – that part of that was, was Jay-Z's influence, you know, because he's always been that way. And I've been with him in a lot of fights, but, you know, just having his presence in the corner where it's, ah, brother, it's going to be okay, man. It's, you know, like, <laughs> What's bro, the worst we, that could happen? Bro, we've done this so many times. Come on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So exactly. I'm very curious and, and I've always, um, kind of poked and prodded at you to, to get more information from you and learn from your experiences. Um, obviously in the Marines and stuff, when you finally got in there and started trading shots, 
how much of you know your just your past kind of really kind of came up as far as like your training like and the the you know like you were talking about after the fight the crucible you get broken down to get built back up but i know that going into the fight and actually throwing down there there's got to be something that popped up in your head like this is just how it was like all the ass kickings i took back in the day yeah you know i mean there's the training i think from a technical standpoint the things i did in the marine corps did not prepare me for what we were doing in the fight um, but from a mental perspective it was hugely impactful um, you know, I, I learned a warrior ethos, you know, I think we're all born, you're either born with it or you're, you're, you're not, but it is cultivated through events like, you know, being involved in the military or being in, in a position where you're fighting or you're competing and you're going harder than you've ever gone before. And you're going to places where mentally and physically you didn't think you could go, you know, and that's what my experience in the military how it benefited me is I'd already been to some really tough places mentally, emotionally, and physically. So, you know, going through the fight camp reminded me of that, you know, because <laughs> I, I put myself in extremists on purpose. Like I put myself in really challenging positions with, with really talented people so that I could remind myself of what that, that, cause we all have the fight or flight mechanism to us. Right. And, you know, all the work that you, we do in the military is all about making sure that flight doesn't occur, that it's just a fight. And um, so I was super, super relaxed when we, you know, when the fight came, the only thing that I, that was foreign to me was the amount of loneliness I felt in the moments leading up to the fight after the cage door closed. And it was, you know, I'm waiting for the ref to call us in and, and, and start the fight. And I remember thinking to myself, like, just feeling this, like, man, this is just me. There's no, it's not like in the Marines when I had a fire team of guys or a platoon of guys that, you know, we could go out and, and wreak havoc. Good, bad, doesn't matter. It was, the result was all me. And even though the coaches were just on the other side of the cage, I'm telling you, it's the loneliest I've ever felt in my entire life. It, it, our, our, our viewers or listeners don't understand probably don't understand why you even did this um we we might have touched on it a we, couple, we talked about we, it we like on, it on the bit. on the last episode we definitely talked about it but i think bringing it up is, is... right bring it because this wasn't this wasn't an ego feeding journey this had nothing no. to do with your ego uh this this fight had everything to do with you bringing awareness uh to to um uh our, our 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 former service men and women that every day commit suicide due to depression and and other things of that nature and and this was something that i think was supporting a hero it yes this is this is the crux of this whole journey and and i was as soon as i found out about it i was like this is the greatest thing ever and and Lex, you and I talked about after after that practice at one time. I was like, I got all these ideas on. I want to get. I want to. You know, I want, I'm trying to get into. Uh, you know, get, I want to get more ex-military men and women into onto the jujitsu mats, uh, where I think that you know they can find some of that camaraderie and stuff like that in in the that that 
you know, where you felt alone, you know, you find that some of these guys feel that way all the time of, of their life now. Yeah. And I'll tell you, that's, it's one of the greatest things that I think a military person struggles with is they transition from being, you know, part of that military community where they're, you know, they're a huge, you know, they're a member of a team. Um, unlike any other team there is, you literally are relying on someone, you know, you don't even have to like the person next to you, but you love them because they're trying to keep you alive and, and, and you're trying to keep them alive. And there's something very profound and powerful in that. Um, people struggle when they leave service, they go back to small town America, wherever it is they're from. And, you know, in many cases, there's nothing that comes close to replicating that, that sense of camaraderie and community. And, and honestly, it wasn't until, and I struggled with it mightily, um, until I kind of connected with MMA, you know, like 13 years ago and the MMA community, even though I felt really alone in those moments right before the fight started, all that hard work that we did to get me ready to be there, I, I've never felt more love than, than I did when Ulysses Diaz is just got done kicking the shit out of me and then he bends over and he kisses me on the forehead and he tells me he loves me. You know, that's the type of camaraderie that you had in the military. And it's, I think, replicated on the jujitsu mats, in the, in the training, you know, spaces that, you know, we see in MMA. And so um, I, I think getting people involved, veterans involved in the martial arts and, and you know, jujitsu and, uh, you know, MMA in general, I, I think is a wonderful thing, man. I know, like, someone like Shane Cruxton, who, who had a crazy story, you know, fights in Bellator. Um, he damn near died, damn near committed suicide. And, you know, he's always said that jujitsu and MMA saved his life. And, and he's a hundred percent right. And now I, I really get it more so than I ever did before. And for, for people that, that might not know even like deeper, as far as like your reasoning, you uh, donated your entire purse uh, from this fight to a hero. Correct. Correct. Purse sponsorship money. Uh, money that the UFC uh, gave me to, to donate to uh, the cause. Um, and then we, you know, I did a lot of outreach, you know, asking people to, you know, give what they could uh, to a hero. And, you know, all, when it's all said and done, I, you know, between my efforts and then people who we did, we, there was an a hero fundraiser that was in a uh, watch party. Um, and that they raised about 10 grand and then I've raised just over 30 grand. So, you know, between what, you know, the, everything related to that fight, like my goal was kind of an arbitrary goal. I'd set, you know, 50 K is, is the number. And I think we're going to get to, you know, I still have a couple of checks to pick up, but I think in the aggregate, we'll probably be 42, 43, somewhere like that. That's pretty damn good, man. Yeah, that's fucking you awesome. know? And, and, you know, in the month of November, you know, we had had another um, organization, a, a casino up in Alabama that donated uh, $26,000. Wow. So pretty good month for a hero, you know, goes a long way towards helping us and uh, building the lodge that we're working on where, you know, we're building this uh, great, you know, we have this, it's all mapped out. We have a farm up in Alabama that has 500 acres and wow. 
the lodge is going to allow us to have uh, up to 50 people under one roof and all the training equipment that I had donated for my training camp up in Alabama has been moved over to the hero farm where the lodge is being built. And we're building a training area there where we can, you know, have veterans, you know, come up and train where we bring fighters and jujitsu practitioners in and, and use, you know, the sports as a, as a mechanism for therapy. That's awesome. Um, So, you know, I mean, so every, everything that we did was all about, you know, supporting the hero mission of of stopping veteran suicide. It's not even like, I mean, you, again, from, from the work that we've done personally, I know just how much you sacrifice of yourself, like as a human being to, uh, you know, to do something for these causes. And I mean, the time that you have to spend away from family, the time that you have to sacrifice to, to get that kind of result. I mean, it goes a lot deeper than most people think when they just hear you, when they hear someone just say, Oh yeah, he's donating his purse. Like they don't get the amount of work that it takes to get that. At what point in time did it really like sink in or, or maybe let's say what, uh, what was the feedback that you got the second that it was announced that that's what you were planning on doing with this fight? I mean, the feedback was, was, was wonderful, you know, and I'm going to tell you that the, the best feedback I, I received was the support and feedback I received from the UFC. Uh, they were so massively supportive. They went above and beyond anything that I asked in, in helping to tell the story, giving me a platform to tell the story, even to the point where you'll, you'll see in this upcoming episode, the final episode, the plan was originally that the first three episodes would be in front of the paywall, you know, out on social media, get people, you know, excited about the story, and then have both the fight and the, um, the final episode behind the paywall kind of as the payoff. Mm. We filmed the, the final episode and, and we did my interview and I watched it. And I, and I talked a lot about the reasons why. And I, I acknowledge in the midst of that interview that I've had my own struggle with depression and I've had a gun to my own head, you know, struggling to make sense of what I did in Somalia during the two tours I was there. The things that I did, the things that I saw and experienced as a you know a 19 and 20 year old kid, you know, I struggled with that. And so as I went back and I, you know, I I, I reflected on what this whole experience has meant to me, it all came out in the storytelling for for this final episode. I called the UFC and I said, listen, man, I, I know what we agreed to but i'm telling you there's a broader opportunity that for societal good if we keep this in front of the paywall and let as many people as possible see it because i'm telling you if we save one life it's going to be worth it and they watched it they called me back and they said you're 100 percent right man so that's the level of support i've gotten from the ufc it's it's been you know they've obviously they helped me market it they um have have put um 
<laughs> shit, sorry. <laughs> Shorty Torres, of course, wreaking havoc. Um, you know, they, they gave me a lot of money to donate. And, you know, they, they again, they were amazing. Like the whole team from Dana on down was amazing. But to, to change the plan, the strategy of how they were going to capitalize off of this business decision at the, in the 11th hour and say, you know what, you're right. Let's do something positive for society as opposed to worrying about the bottom line. That to me shows the type of partner that they've been for, for both Titan and, and for me personally. I mean, you know, so I, I can't say enough positive things about them. It's also one of those things that your, your name and your influence and, and your point of view goes far. Like, I, I think people don't realize just how much of an impact you have on what's going on. And like, you've built such a good relationship with, with Dana and everybody that, you know, when you sit there and, and say something, it's, it needs to be heard and people listen. So you say, Hey, this is what we need to do. I, I think that, that people don't realize just how it's not even like, like being a good businessman, but it's a genuine point of view that it's one of those things people can't look over. Cause I've never heard you make a, make a decision that wasn't from a genuine point of view to either help out like a greater cause or even help out even just one individual, just improve their, whether it's their career or their way of life. Like, so it, it's, it's not surprising to me that, that they would sit down and listen to you and, and, and agree with what you say. Well, you know, I, I think that the, I think if you make your decisions, not about chasing the dollar, but just about doing the right thing, the money comes, you know, as long as you make sound decisions that are grounded in, you know, a, a, a strong moral compass and, you know, an ethical kind of approach to things, man, success finds, finds you. And I think that's kind of what's happened over the years with me. I've always tried to, you know, look, man, I've fucked up just as much as everybody else, but I've always tried to have a, a, a moral compass that pointed towards the true North, you know, that, that was, you know, just do the right thing. The rest will figure itself out. Yeah. And, you know, that's maybe I have, I've left some money on the table because of that, but I think, my relationships and the amount of money I'm going to make in the long term and have made in, in the long term um, because of that approach is, is far greater than if I was focused solely on the short term, you know, for sure. So what did, um, cause I'm sure someone's got to have reached out to you saying that they were inspired by what you did. There's been a lot of messages, man. Um, has there been one that just kind of hit you like super hard? Are you trying to get a Barbara Walter moment? And get no, it's not, no, you know what? Uh, I've had enough of those during the camp, man. Trust yeah. me. I cried a lot. <laughs> you know, man, there was, there was so many different things that have impacted me in different ways and ways that I didn't expect. Um, I, I don't know that I've fully processed everything yet. In fact, I know that I have not. Sure. I, I'm still digesting. Like I didn't make a social media post really for like a week after the whole thing. Um, and even then, like it's been very kind of, 
like just one or two things and, and even acknowledging that I'm still processing it because the reality is, is I, I'm, I'm still, it's very surreal to me. Yeah. Um, What's your, what did your daughter? A lot of people have said, you know, Hey Lex, it's really inspiring that, that, that someone, you know, of your age goes out and does what he does. And, but I think the, the thing that has been most uplifting um, was that people were understanding that it wasn't about me and my ego or, you know, that it, there was a greater cause being served and, and people have seen that and understood it. And so I, I don't know that I can point to one thing, but I mean, I've had veterans, you know, listen, how about I had Brian Mast, who's a congressman from, from here in South Florida, double amputee, um, you know, he's a ranger in Afghanistan, got blown up. He put out a message, you know, showing his support and, and letting me know, you know, that he really appreciated what I was doing and raising awareness for PTSD and, and veteran suicide. Shannon Lee, who I've worked with in the past, but she's the daughter of Bruce Lee and the, the CEO um, and chairman of the Bruce Lee Foundation. You know, she put out an amazing message. Like, a lot of really incredible people stepped up to help me tell this story. And I think that to me was one of the more humbling aspects of it was again, even though I felt really alone in those moments right before the fight started, when I was in the cage, I, I always felt that I had this amazing group of people surrounding me throughout the journey. That's awesome. What did uh, what did, I'm curious what Dana White said to you after the fight? You're fucking crazy. <laughs> did you tell Verbatim. Verbatim. <laughs> Just challenge him. And that, by the way, it was the same thing he said to me beforehand. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but he loved it. it, it know, it's consistent. And, How about a Dan yeah, White? No, but he loved it, and he was super, super supportive, man. Like he really was, and you know, he empowered his team to to spend, I think, more than they were intending on originally on the project, and and they gave it a lot. I mean, they doubled the amount of money that they put towards it after they saw the first Breaking Lexi uh, video that we, we put out, they, they called me up and they said, listen, we've given it some thought and we're going to double the amount of money we're, we're giving you. And we just want it to go to a hero. You know, and you should ask. They already them. knew that's where it was going. So, they, <laughs> you know. They must, have, they must have seen how, like, it's one thing to talk about it. It's another thing to see you putting in that we're like yeah. watching, watching you screaming and, and, and dying on the mat and like on a, on and all the, it's yeah. like, okay, he, he's not just, you yeah, know, this, he's not this just isn't a show. smoke up our yeah. ass here. He's, he's taking this seriously. Well, what I told them was I said, listen, I could give you a bunch of videos that are puff pieces, promo pieces. And here's the reality. I'm 49 years old. It's not like I'm going to go be the next Brock Lesnar. It's not like I'm going to go fight Brock Lesnar. It's none of those things. So had I put out a bunch of like promo type videos, it wouldn't have been authentic. Yeah. It would have been complete bullshit and everybody would have known it. So I, I promised myself that I would show everything. Um, everything from the fact that I cried the first time I got my hands wrapped to the ass kickings that I took. And they're, I mean, I got my ass kicked for 10 and a half weeks. So there was a lot of them. Um, I, I told Justin, who does our camera work now, I, I said, man, I'm never going to be upset with you if you catch me during a vulnerable moment. I'm only going to be upset with you if you don't. Yeah. And um, 
so for me, putting out, telling that, that really honest, candid story is what made this project, I think, something that was worthwhile, you know? I mean, I'm proud of what we did. I really am. The team, the group of people, you know, that, that worked hard to train me, that, that, that support me. And, you know, our camera guy sitting there rubbing frozen alligator meat all over me because my body was like shutting down. Um, you know, our editor, I mean, everybody who just, they just gave of themselves so heavily, I mean, for a year, because it really was a year of me working once I made the decision, you know, and, and navigating coronavirus and all that. And just, you know, I feel like the work we did was, it had meaning. And I think I said that at the end of um, the first episode, when I was talking to the guys in, in the ring after, after the Shark Tank rounds, and, um, you know, I gave this really eloquent, beautiful speech where there was like 15 F-bombs in it, but, <laughs> but it was heartfelt. And I, I think I told them, I said, please don't ever forget that what we're doing, it's important, it's meaningful. And, and, and you know, I feel like this journey wasn't my journey. It was, it was a journey for everybody who participated, which is why I wanted the, you know, the camp to be so epic. Um, so that everybody, I mean, you have Wonderboy who's fought for the title twice, who had never seen a camp like what we put on, you know, when he came up, he's like blown away by what we were doing. Yeah. Um, so I wanted everybody who participated to have an epic experience, but I also wanted the people to, who were watching it to sit back and say, wow, this is, this is awesome. This is inspiring, you know, because that's, for me, that was the great, the great benefit of this whole thing was yeah yes i could raise money i can do all that but i could inspire people too and so you know i think we we hit it out of the park man like sure? yeah, i truly will never ever fight again <laughs> i absolutely had the storybook ending and i wouldn't want to tarnish everything that we've done not to mention like i don't want to take that kind of time away from my, my family <laughs> again nor, nor put my body through that shit but it really was worth every every moment it oh, really it was, was. You're going out undefeated. Can't beat that. No, no. And then listen, jujitsu is calling. Apparently, the mats are calling. I, listen, I'm I'm all for Alex McMahon versus Dana White grappling match. I think, <laughs> I think we need to put that out there. That's a. I mean, listen. At the end of the day, it's the same amount of skill level, and they both yeah. have osmosis training. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure there's plenty of osmosis training. So that that means I I, I can expect to see you next week, Wednesday, ten thirty. <laughs> You'll expect to see me probably after Christmas. Yeah. I'm going hunting next week. He's out. He's done. No, this that happens even after the Titan FC fights. Lex is like, I'm out. I'm going hunting. Yeah, nope. but well, it's it's all it's our. Uh, so we're actually going to do a presentation of of a check because uh, we have our annual board meeting hmm. um, next weekend. So I, you know, every you know every December we go up for four or five days, and um, we have a. Uh, a board meeting and we bring a bunch of you know people into the community or from the community in um, but we also bring in like you know some really senior military officers you know two and three star generals uh, who come in and, and they they are people that have mentored us throughout our careers and they're still very very influential in in the military community so we bring them in get them spun up on what we're doing and you know 
how they can continue to help us, you know, accomplish the mission. So we're going to do a check presentation where I give a hero a check, you know, one of those giant, big, you know, <laughs> crazy checks um, next weekend. And I'm excited, but then we're just going to hunt and I can't wait. I can't wait to get up there, but I promise Sean, you have my, you have my word. You got it. I on will be on the video. mats, my friend. All right. We got it on video. So one question I wanted to ask you, and obviously you don't have to answer if you don't want the one thing that that I honestly, as a friend, was most concerned about was your vision when you when you took that first shot. So, as a friend, you're okay, right? It didn't like mess 100%. up the vision. All right, just making. No, sure. no, no, no. I, I'm a I'm a hundred percent like. There's listen. The reality is, there's reasons I fought where I fought. Right, right, and right. you know. At my age, with <laughs> my vision, probably probably wouldn't be the best thing for me to continue fighting. And, and so that was obviously a concern for me, you know, uh, going in. But I just believed that I would be okay. And I was. And I am. I had no issues at all, you know. Um, biggest medical concern I had was uh, I took four stitches or five stitches. Yeah, I was going to so, say, like, you, you healed up pretty good there. Oh yeah, no. I mean, they were right up here. Uh, Roger <laughs> Crawl took them out for me uh, a couple oh, days ago. Yeah, yeah. Coming over um, the fires. Basically, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's pretty much like that. But yeah. no, man, I'm I'm healthy and and safe and and you know, again, I had the storybook ending. and couldn't be happier, man. Good. All awesome. right, so let's get into Titan FC. Give me the update. What you got going on? So, we were gonna do a card on December 18th, but we decided that there was some, some conflicts and I didn't want to push it off. Right. So we we're, we're pushing it forward today. We're going to do it December 17th. So it's a Thursday card, um, which right before the holidays, I don't think is a big deal. What is a big deal is we're actually going to have fans in attendance again. Nice. Um, it'll be obviously somewhat of a reduced number, you know, but it'll be down at Miami at the intercontinental hotel, Miami. And, you know, we'll, we'll have, three, 400 people. And, awesome, uh, I'm excited about that. Um, main event is Bruno Assis versus, uh, Jeremy Holloway, which is going to be a middleweight fight. You know, you've got nine and five versus 10 to four. Uh, that's a great fight. Juan Puerto returns because, you know, Juan fought for us. Uh, I think he was 11 and six. And then he came and started fighting. He's now 20 and six. Wow. So he's gone on a tear since he's he he fought for us with with the exception of he took one fight outside of Titan. Yeah. Um, I I want that kid to get into the UFC. Like, there's no reason he's not. Yeah. It's just been, you know, timing. So he's got a great fight. Um, Joe, uh, Joe Penafiel out of Tampa, uh, right. five and one, but tough as hell, man. So that's actually a great fight, and I think if if hopefully if Juan gets a, a good performance again. Um, hopefully that's the trick. You know, we've got Delano Taylor versus Michael Cora from, uh, uh, not ultimate fighter. He's I think early, early contender. Yeah. He's yeah, yeah. one of the first seasons of contender. Get a, a huge knockout fighting for, for us. So, you know, good to get him back. Heavyweights are back in the form of Mr. Denzel Omega Batman Freeman. Oh, Freeman God, is back. Denzel, I, dude, listen, that cat, that kid. I love that kid. And he, he, he left fighting to go into the military. Yeah. Into the Marines. Yeah. Yeah. He's been, he's been in training. And by the way, he is the only person I know who, who goes to 
a year of Marine Corps training and puts on like 50 pounds. He's huge, <laughs> right? He sent me his pictures the other day and I was like, oh my God, bro. I've been busting his balls for like ever now. Like I love the guy, but I'll be the first one to bust his ball. So I'll be, I might try and come up and watch the fight just so I can boo him. <laughs> yeah. But I'll tell you what, he's been grappling a lot. He hasn't been yeah, doing yeah. a lot of MMA, but he's been grappling a ton. No, he's, um, he won. Uh, he, he, he did got fight go- to win. No, no. Yeah. Was the, it yeah, was a fight, fight to win. win. He got like, he won the fight, but I think, you know, he did like an open. He did an IBJJF open. I want to say it was like Atlanta and he got like gold there. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, he's a, yeah. he's a stud, man. Yeah. He's a stud. And then we got some of the guys from the Goat Shed coming back. Um, uh, Ryan Cuse, who just fought. Yeah, he fought. Uh, Roy, Roy Echeverria, he, he's coming back. So we've got some, you know, real young, you know, tough kids coming out of the Goat Shed that are going to be on there. So it's, it's going to be a great card just to wrap up the year. For sure. Um, I, I'm, I'm excited just because I'm then taking three weeks off. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I, so I, don't know, I, I don't know if we talked about this. But I, I don't know if you knew this, but I'm the commentator for XFN. You know, I, I didn't realize that, and <laughs> I probably should have known that. <laughs> but, but so you, you know half these kids. Yeah, I know. Yeah. When yeah, you, no, we when know you brought, when you brought up the the goat check kids, Brian Hughes, you know, he's a savage. But Roy Echeverria, his striking is so smooth, like his it his. It's just it's just pretty to watch, and and it's it, it's um he had a fight with Philippe Valentin at XFN. Yeah, that was so fun to watch. I mean, it was just. You know, because Philippe's more of a ground guy, but but Roy Roy is not a slouch on the ground either. But man, I love watching that guy strike. It's like his his combinations are just. Show me his combinations again. No, again. <laughs> what was cool is I was I was down at the goat shed today filming. Nice. And they took the kids that were on the card after practice was over. Everybody in the team on the team gathered around them while they were uh on these two heavy bags and these kids did like another three rounds on the heavy bag like this relentless circuit and the entire time everybody that was there was you know cheering at the top of their lungs like going crazy just the energy was nuts there man they had the music blaring they had the lights like purple and red lights going on felt like it was an lsd trip to be honest but (laughs) But but it was it was tremendous energy, man. And Roy was a monster. Just watching him go, he was so focused, and he had so much energy and, and passion for what he was doing. Um, I, I'm I'm always excited to watch him fight. So it's gonna be cool to watch him go. I don't think people realize just how many like awesome fighters come up from Titan into the UFC. Like they people just don't get it. I mean. Like I always well over well over a hundred in the past four plus years, man. That's what I'm saying. Well like, even Vulcan, like Vulcan went from fighting at Titan where the fight got scrapped, and then like a week and a half later, he got called up into the UFC where he got like the well. Big no, part. how about this? He he had a fight where it was scheduled. Yeah. And then the, and then we canceled the day it. of the fight. The day of the fight, he found out they, or his opponent. Um, no, he never had told us. He had that medical the, like issue. Well, yeah, no, no, no. He, yeah, he had a medical issue, but he was under suspension from California. Yeah, dude, that was the most pissed off I've ever seen Lex. Lex was so because that wasn't the only thing that happened for that fight. The day yeah, before, there was a couple of things, dude. When we were doing somebody the missed fight, weight really bad, I think too. Somebody, on top of it, somebody missed weight, and then you had Whitney. It was guy. Andrew Whitney. Yeah, no, no it was, yeah, and then somebody got arrested, so they missed yeah. that. I'm like, dude, I'm like. 
and after all of that day of the fight, like I'm all coming in super stoked about to go photograph some fights. And I see Lex all dressed up with his ass kicking boots. And I'm like, you're right, bro. You look kind of pissed. He's like, I'm fucking furious. Like what happened? But So the crazy thing is, is fast forward from that, right. Then we're trying to book bulk in a fight and you know, the next card. And I think it was like a week or so beforehand there was an opening that occurred and I called Mick Maynard and I was like, look, man, you just got to take this guy, yeah. put him in. I'm telling you, he's going to go on a tear. And, and so that's Mick goes, okay, you know, let's do it. And that's how Vulcan got into the UFC and Vulcan's been very vocal. You know, he's come out and, and talked about the fact that, you know, we made that call for him and we helped him, you know, get to the UFC and go on a tear. Like that year that he had where he, you know, ended up fighting for the title, yeah. you know, within 12 months, you know, all the way through when he fought for the title, he talked about the fact that, that we gave him the opportunity, which I thought was amazing. He didn't have to do that. The fact that he did it once was awesome, but then he did it like four times, including when he, when he fought for the title. So, yeah. you know, I, that's, it goes to show you when you take care of people, like it, it comes back to you the right way. For sure. How many people, let's say in the last two years, did, uh, got bumped up from Titan into the UFC? I mean, we had like Jesse Jess, probably at least 30 in the past couple of years it's just so alone. Good. I mean, yeah. in the past four years, it's, it's over, it's like 86. Yeah. Um, and the, you know, well over a hundred in you yeah. know the past, like six or seven years, you know, I mean, we're going into our seventh year with UFC right now. Yeah. And, um, you know, that that's, we're over a hundred, you know, since, since Jeff and I took over. And that's just the, so, UFC. that's not even talking about like Bellator. Right, Bellator won. You know, I mean, I, obviously the UFC is our strategic partner. Sure. But I, I, I've always, you know, when guys come to me, I always, more often than not, let them go because I, I, I understand, man. Like, there's this opportunity, and they have a very finite window of, you know, the ability to to make that next step and earn as much as they can and and chase their dreams. And man, I think that's why we get so many great fighters is because people know that we're going to advocate for them and we're going to not hold them back, you know, because we're too caught up in what we think we are as opposed to understanding what we really are, which is, you know, we've got a role to play just like everybody else does, man. And our role is to help people advance. What do you think? Cause no one's going to give this advice better than you. What do you think is, or at least some points of advice that you could give someone that's trying to go from, you know, they, they announce that they're pro they're doing the pro fights from there into the UFC. Like what's the biggest like fuck ups that people make? You know, they don't take accountability of their own business. So I tell fighters from the guys that I've worked with as a manager to the guys that I spend, you know, time with and kind of mentor who fight for me in Titan. I tell them all that, you know, you've got to put good people around you, but at the end of the day, you've got to manage those people. You know, you've got to consider yourself the CEO of, you know, whatever your name is, right? And, and so I, I think it's too many fighters get caught up in, in to either listening to, you know, this coach or that coach or this manager or this manager. At the end of the day, yes, you've got to put good people around you and, and allow them to guide you but you have to take accountability for your career. And if you don't, then you're going to look back and, and realize you, you didn't make the right decisions. I think that's what I've seen way too often is people who don't take accountability for themselves. 
end up just blaming other people for the shit that goes wrong, you know? It's like, oh, why'd you miss weight? Oh, well, my coach told me to do this and that. And no. why didn't you show up to that, to that media? Do you, do you know, do, the, the advice I give to every fighter is, has nothing to do. And, and I remind them, I said, look, you are in the fight business. Yes. And, but you got to realize that no matter what, you could be the best fighter on the planet. If nobody wants to pay to watch you fight. Yeah, no one gives a shit. Then you yeah. are you might as well hang it up. I said, you got to realize you are in show business. I go, if you want to get paid, if you want to learn how to do stuff, you got, you need to watch professional wrestling. You need to watch how to talk and what to say. And you need to embrace a persona, be a good guy, be a bad guy, whatever you do. It doesn't have to be like disingenuous, right? No, it doesn't have to be disingenuous, but embrace a persona. Yeah. Embrace and like if if there's a part of you that you can exploit to make it to make people want to watch you fight, that's what you that's what you do. And I, I, you know, I that's what I did. I I came from wrestling. I wrestled pro. I did the pro wrestling thing for for 13 years. And that is the one. Anybody want to watch you fight? What? Yes, they did want to watch me fight. But, (laughs) but, you know, look at the people who have embraced those personas and look at their bank accounts compared to everybody else on the roster no it's true i mean it's there is a component of it is sports entertainment and i don't view that as a pejorative right if people are making a decision about how they're going to spend either their their discretionary time and or money to be entertained right am i going to watch wwe am i going to watch nfl nba or am i going to watch ufc tight whatever it might be like you've got to be entertaining. Like, so I think you're, you know, Sean, you're spot on, man. Like you, you've got to entertain people, whether it's how you promote the fight in the style of your fighting, you know, like I think that people who, like I had this conversation the other day with Danny Sabatello, who's a supremely talented fighter. Uh, he's our Bantamweight champion and Titan, great wrestler. And he was sitting in my office the other day and, and I had set it up for him the UFC is doing a, a whole kind of like five minute, like in-depth story on him that they're going to play on fight pass. And we were coordinating, you know, with the UFC and, you know, to get that all set up. And then he said, well, what do you think about my fight? You know, he asked me, and I said, man, he goes, be honest. I said, well, here's the benefit is, you know, I'm going to be, um, man, you could have been more exciting. That's why you didn't get the call, you yeah. know? Like I'm pushing for you to help you tell your story and that's why we're doing this. But I will tell you that a hundred percent, man, it's not just that you, you win the fights. You, you've got to win them in, in a compelling fashion. You don't necessarily have to finish, but you've got to put on such a performance that people are going to be desperate to, to see you fight. That's why I actually loved, you know, J- you know, the, the old heyday of Japan because it wasn't winning and losing. It was performance that mattered. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and performance was re- yeah performance is what was compelling and therefore that's what was was rewarded and compensated not that you won or that you lost unless your name was bob sap and that's listen, true bob sap's <laughs> still getting paid man like no, no, but I'm saying, he, 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 that dude lost more fights than i seen him win 
but he continued for he continued getting paid to, to, to be put out there. I was like, this guy's got the he's got the uh, the stuff. The, well, I was gonna say the formula to get it to get it done. Yeah, but. he's got a formula to be four hundred pounds of muscle. Yeah, <laughs> I, that and a, a good and a good pharmacist. Yeah, right. And you see that he's the reason why the Roy Jones Mike Tyson fight happened. I did not see that. Yeah, there's a there's a whole segment. I think it was on Joe Rogan where like Mike Tyson talked about it's like it was Bob Sapp. Bob Sapp set up set up like a like an exhibition match. They're like, oh, they're gonna pay you like this much money, man. He's like, shut up, Bob. <laughs> and there's like there's an old video of. I want to say it was somewhere in Japan, but Bob Sapp fighting and Mike Tyson was in the crowd and like Bob like get like wins and he gets all pissed off and he starts pointing at Mike, talking shit at Mike out in the crowd. It's out there. It's fucking hilarious. I actually remember that. I've seen that yeah. one. Like, yeah, it, yeah, it's pretty solid. So I, I'm 100% with you. I, I don't understand why people still don't get it because I mean, how many years was Dana White just blatantly just saying that? Like, I don't want to watch people just dry humping and just wrestling the whole time for a win go for the fucking win like go for the finish yeah. like he was saying it for years so i'd like that part i never understand why guys just don't get it like i get it where they want to like pad the record they want to make sure they keep the zero for as long as possible but it's damn near impossible it's damn near impossible well listen i mean one of the greatest fighters in this sports history randy couture was like 19 and 11 hall of famer right but he fought all his fights. I mean, he fought, you know, the who's who, and they were all exciting. Yeah. You know, and I could live with that, you know? I, I had, listen, I said the same thing. I, I remember, like, I forget who I was talking to. I was talking to one of the, the UFC pros, and, like, and I just told him flat out, I'm like, I don't know what you're so fucking worried about. I'm like, look at Vitor Belfort. Like, how many losses has Vitor Belfort has? Like, oh, this, like, exactly. Do you think anybody gives a shit? No. Because if you say Vitor Belfort's fighting, like, I'm going to fucking watch it. Yeah, people have the conversation, like, well, he lost to so-and-so, this, that, and the other. It doesn't fucking matter. It's Vitor Belfort. You're going to want to go watch Vitor. So it's For like, sure. stop worrying about that loss. You, you know who had an exciting fight? Huh. And I would watch fight again? Uh, Lex McMahon. Lex McMahon. <laughs> I would I'll tell you what. It was a furious 59 seconds. It was awesome, <laughs> dude. It was awesome. And I, I hate bringing it back to that. Oh, but. man. I would love that. Like, there there's, must have been somebody busting your boss for that. I was like, well, that's not the only person enjoying two minutes, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, man? Listen, it, for a fight that only lasted, you know, essentially a minute, it had everything that I wanted. I wanted to be, you know, I wanted to face adversity. I wanted to be bloody. I, I wanted to showcase some of the things that I had learned, you know, and, and then, you know, so I did, I mean, I was, I was doing some really good framing, you know, in the midst of the big exchanges, you know, when we, you know, got to the ground, I was, you know, the ground and pound, I was doing the ground and pound just as we had practice. And then, you know, here we are, you know, I ended up, you know, taking the back and, and, you know, choking them out. Like it just, it, it was everything that I wanted and I didn't have to go 15 minutes to get it, right. you know, the 10 and a half. So it could a minute. It could not have been better. <laughs> you know what we should do? I, I we're, we're probably going to have to reach out to you and make sure we get the right cards pulled, but we should do a, a quick fight breakdown, jujitsu breakdown of that, uh, that exchange for the podcast. Yeah. So we might get, well, whatever you need, I'll get you, I'll get you some footage. Yeah. The, the best part Lex is now, if you have a fighter that, that you're like, look, I need you to be exciting. And then they'll be like, well, what do you know? Oh, 
Here's Let the, me show you. Here's the best 59 <laughs> seconds of your life. Let me show life. you 59 <laughs> seconds of excitement and pure and, and pure nonstop action. This is what a fight should look like. Well, that's the crazy thing. Wait, like the UFC, like I, I was blown away when they're like, oh, by the way, your finish is, is one of the top finishes of the year on Fight Pass. I'm like, what? They're like, no, no, dude, it was amazing. I'm like, oh, shit. I'm, I'm cool. calling voter fraud. Right. I'm calling voter fraud. Voter fraud. <laughs> <laughs> you got an inside man on that one. How crazy would it be if you won that? Can we get oh, that? Oh, that? well, we can, we can, we can, we can start to make sure that people that we know start watching it and start voting, voting for, it. for it. There you go. There you go. How <laughs> crazy would it be? Like, ends the year with the best submission of the it year. Would be, that would, that, talk about That'd a story. Be so ending. good. <laughs> Let's, can we, That's I, a mic drop. I'm done. Yeah. I'll get you a, I'll make you a commemorative uh, plaque here. I'll, I'll get you a trophy. I'm giving you that award for sure. <laughs> Um, Sounds good, man. Listen, man, I know, I know you're, you're scrapped for time and, and you got stuff to do. It's getting late and uh, the fam and everything. I just wanted to say congratulations. Uh, I know that you're already one of the hardest working people I have ever met. So the fact that you put in even more time to train and stuff, I mean, like, I, it's inspiring me, inspiring for me as a friend to watch you sit there and, and put it out in line. And even the work that we've done in the past, like any time that that you've ever had an opportunity to do something for the troops, I know if you've always done it. So, for me, it, it's it's awesome to see like it, and it's inspiring to 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 do more to help out the troops. So thank you for oh, that. Thank you, man. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it, man. Um, I appreciate you guys having me on. And Sean, again, thank Wednesday. you for all the work, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'll see I'll see you on the mat soon. See, I'll see you next year. It likes. Uh, I'm gonna hold you to it. Yeah, right. No, hundred percent. <laughs> hundred percent. I will be there. Lex. Um, uh, Jay-Z and I already talked about it. Trust me. Awesome. If you, you, you're you going to have any time Friday during the day, if I give you a call. Yeah. hundred percent. All right. I'll give you, you a call. Then. Yeah. Cause there's something I want to bring up to you that, that kind of involves all this stuff that, that we're actually working on that. Uh, yeah. that you might give me, give me a shot, bro. I'll be around. I, the only thing I'm doing is I have, um, I'm doing an in-studio uh, podcast Friday morning. All right. No worries. I'll shoot you a text. Uh, so before. by like 10, 10 30, I should be free. Perfect. I'll shoot you a text either way, just to double check. All right. Sounds good, man. Awesome, brother. Congratulations again. Thank you for all the work you do for A Hero. Congratulations to A Hero for for an awesome fundraiser for that. One hundred percent. And uh, Lex, if you get any shout outs you want to give to anybody, make sure you guys watch Titan FC coming up, uh, December seventeenth. Yeah, that's it. December seventeenth, Thursday show, Thursday night fights. Check us out. UFC awesome. Fight Pass. Awesome, Lex. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Take care, brother. Thanks, we'll Lex. catch you later. See you later. All right, man. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, man. Love that guy. Yeah. Love that guy. Lex is the shit. It's funny. It's, How old are you? 47. Two more years. We'll get you an MMA fight. I don't want to fight. Come on. We'll get you an MMA fight. You sound like Jay-Z. Jay-Z, Jay-Z keeps trying to get me a Dude, fight. I... Listen. <clears throat> honest, not ball busting. 100% honest. I think your striking game is shit, but... But... You do have a good foundation to be a very good striker. You yeah, do. I just don't care to, to expound on it. <laughs> I, I think you could be a good boxer because I wouldn't want you throwing kicks. No. Um, I got short, short. It's not legs. even that. I mean, I just know your knees. Like, it would just be worse. But, but you would be awesome at checking kicks because you wouldn't be worried about throwing them afterwards. I think, and you're, and you're super light on your feet for, for a big dude. Dude, we could get you a good MMA fight for sure. I bet you could. 
I think we should do it. That's charity? You wouldn't do it for charity? Oh, don't even. Come on. <laughs> Trick love the kids. Trick love uh, the kids. You wouldn't do it for charity? MMA fight for charity? I'm not. See, that's that would don't, be like. The, listen to me. It's almost Christmas. Don't be a scumbag. No, no, no. That's that's the one thing that that could get me to do it. Would be would be St. Jude's charity. Oh, St. Jude's, bro. We can get you an MMA fight for St. Jude's. I, I don't make me go. I will bring a kid in a wheelchair into the studio, have him puppy dog eyes you until no, no, you hey, say yes. Well, so look, I look. want him sitting there when you sign the contract. <laughs> <laughs> look, charity would be the only thing that could get me to do it. And it would have to be, you know, and it would have to be for like something like a St. Jude's because St. Jude, St. Jude's is like, there's, there's two, well, uh, there's a few um, charities I truly, off. I truly believe in. Um, I truly believe in St. Jude's. I truly believe in um hospice. Yeah. And I truly believe in uh like like a hero, the 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 um wounded warrior foundation, things like that. So I, I there there's things that I truly believe in. Yeah. Um so doing something for one of them would be would be ideal if i was going to do what something. if we just get all three put together at the same time <laughs> for a charity come then on i guess i have to get punched in the face but i see but that's the thing i don't i don't think you would get hurt as much as you think you would i think if a shot i'm not lands, afraid to get punched in no the face. i know i, mean, I know I'm you're not, not i'm just not looking for it looking for it yeah but i don't i that's why i I'm, did jujitsu but that's what really i'm saying bad. like i think your foundation is good enough to be worked on where that wouldn't be a problem like I wouldn't make you a counter puncher. Uh, no, I gotta attack. If I'm gonna if I'm gonna punch, I have to be attacking. But I I would honestly I would you I could get you to be like a good like offensive striker with a killer counter attack game, with a killer counter attack game, with a point where like man you would be dancing circles around people for sure. I, I think so. I'm going to talk to Brooks. We're going to peer pressure you for the next two years to make it happen. Next year and a half. So you got time to get ready. Or I can do it. I can do it when I'm 50 to really blow, and, and blow Lex out of the water. You're going to do a Dan Henderson. I'll, 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 Dan's not. Yeah. Is Dan he Henderson. Back? No, he fought at 50. When? Didn't he fight at 50? No. Yeah, for sure. Oh, who fought at 50? Somebody fought at 50. Uh, it wasn't Dan. I'm pretty sure. I'm, I'm, it, it, Dan Severin. Yeah, well, that's different. <laughs> Dan Severn's fought. He didn't have much of an option. He needed that money. That's for I don't sure. Know if, uh, dude, I don't know if he did. I don't know. I don't know what. Dan how, Severn or Dan, Dan Anderson? Dan Severn. I think he did. He was supposed to. Let me see. Let me do Dan Henderson first here. Dan Henderson. I think Hendo's younger than I am. Could be, maybe. I don't know, man. I don't think so. Yeah. I'm looking it up right now. Yeah. You look up Dan Severn. I'm looking up Dan Henderson. Come on, dude. My phone has been absolute garbage. Here we go. Dan Henderson. Come on. Dan Henderson is how old are you? 50 years old. No, I guess he's not. I guess he fought it. What was it when he fought? Was the last fight? It was like like 47, 46. Holy shit. I want to throw this phone through the fucking wall. Dan Severn's 62. Damn, he's old. Didn't he go into the, the hospital a little while ago? I have no idea. Dude, I have like something stuck in the back of my nose and it just will not go away. All right. Mixed martial arts record. USC 204, 2016. So he was 46, 45, 46. Yeah, yeah, I do. I, yeah. What you got on Dan Severn? 
He's 62 years old. And um, he still wants to fight. I don't think he wants to. I think I don't think he wants. I don't think he wants to now. Um, but um, speaking of fight, did you see what happened to our our buddy Anson anyway? Yes, in his store. How crazy is that? Yeah, that was crazy. So for those of you who haven't been following uh, Anson anyway, uh, especially after podcast, shame on you. Should get to go follow Anson anyway. Um, he managed to get cleared to fly to Hawaii so he could tend to his store. Um, oh my gosh, I can't think of the 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 name of the store off the top of my head right yeah, now. I can't um, anyway, so he uh, he went to to uh, to go back to work at his store, obviously, so he can make money and money for the charities and stuff that he works for. Um, and some fucking junkie came in, pretended like he was buying something, tried to steal a gold money clip that he had for sale. And like, obviously, Anson caught him, had him put it down. And like, the guy was just being like a shithead. And he's like, oh, get out, get out. I was like, dude, get the fuck out. So I guess he ended up chasing him down the street. And the guy stops to turn around and like say he was going to kill Anson anyway. He's going to come back and, and kill him or whatever. Which, by the way, bud. Next time, do your research when you're like, <laughs> do your research if you're going to rob somebody. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and if you're going to say you're going to come back and kill him, you better realize that you got a guy. Dude, could you imagine if he ends up like somehow that guy ends up going to Japan and like runs into Ensign in Japan? You're going to die. They will never find the body. <laughs> He's got, well, I'm, I'm sure there's got to the be. Dude can't leave the island. I guarantee. You, I guarantee you, the dude does not have the means to, to leave the island. I mean, listen. I don't and know. and I guarantee you, there's got to be a good yakuza presence in Hawaii, right? Well, it doesn't even matter. I'm I'm sure there's plenty of people that know Ensign that would that are on the lookout for. Dude, the, the only thing worse that you could do is try to rob like BJ Penn. That's the only way like you could do it. Like, I mean, did yeah, you, you see that video though that Ensign put on him making the bracelets? Hmm. That was kind of rad. That was like, it was very um, soothing. Soothing, yeah. It was very meditating. Like, meditating. I was like, oh. Did I you also look at the photo or the video? You see the giant blister on his finger? No. Yeah, go look at it again. There's a huge like blisters on his fingers from obviously working with his hands doing it. Ugh. Yeah, I don't. It's I, dude. You got to pull a rope. It's tiny no, rope. No, no, it I, digs I into see. you. I, I watched. I was. I was. Man. I. I am really stoked that Lex did that fight, man. That yeah. was like, if you haven't watched it, go go to UFC Fight Pass. Just type in Lex, and it's the first thing that pops up. There, there's no other Lex in the, on UFC Fight Pass. Uh, it'll pop right up. It's a good listen. The lead up to the fight is longer than the fight. Lex like whooped that ass, and I'm dead serious. I wasn't kissing his ass. His transition in that fight was pretty fucking solid, and it's funny because it was right in the transition that we were working on the day that I was like training with him that day coming in from the half guard to the top to the back. What's funny is, is like, after hearing him talk and talk about how everybody was whooping his ass, I feel like I, I feel like I, I did him a disservice because I wasn't really. Yeah, you weren't, you were being too nice. I was being too nice to him. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't roll with him. I didn't whoop his ass. So, I mean, granted, if you look at it, jiu-jitsu won it so maybe your your route of maybe, training maybe, was maybe, better hey, look, it is called the, <laughs> it's called the gentle art for a reason yeah uh, well it wasn't gentle when that choke came in nope. and it you know what's funny is when he said like everything was like slowed down for him like you can see it like how calm he was to like set in the choke like and make the transition take his time he wasn't like freaking out and like squeezing out or nothing he took his time man that was that was legit 
if you saw that someone just doing that, if we didn't know who he was, like, oh, he's got some mad time on the ground for sure. Yeah, for sure, he's got some time. Um, damn, I did want to ask him some questions. So we we um we got another bummer thanks to COVID. No Leon Edwards versus uh, Kamzat fight because Leon tested positive for COVID nineteen. Come on, Leon. He either he cannot catch a break or he's full of it. But I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. Right. That dude they, cannot they catch tested, a break. They tested him. Yeah. So you know right. he's that. So that poor guy cannot it, catch legit. a break to save his fucking life. It sucks. Like I, w- I want to see him fight. I want him to be able to back up the talk, saying he, whatever he's supposed to be the number one contender, second contender. I want to give him that opportunity. It is not working out. At one point or another, it's got to karma's got to come into your head, like from the shit talking, right? I yeah. It's funny though the the real the fight the only fight I really want to see is Leon and 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 Gilbert tomorrow or Masvidal that'd be so good that'd be such <laughs> a good fight you call it the 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 three piece in a soda part two I would love to like if it was me and I was helping Masvidal get ready for the fight like just doing like the marketing doing like photos I would literally do a photo shoot of him like sitting there having a three-piece and a soda and like outside of a bodega down in Miami so like just getting ready for my fight <laughs> that's the fight I want to see or take a photo for Christmas of like a three-piece and a soda it's like getting ready to hand out like presents this year <laughs> how good would that be <laughs> that one's even better <laughs> just like post it up there like I think I'm just going to do that for us. Fuck it. Take, don't take my idea. Fuck you. <laughs> it's my idea now. Um, speaking of ideas, I got to talk to you after. Uh, remember we were talking about um, filming some content and stuff like that. I got a skit idea that we okay. definitely have to do. So we got to sit down and work on it. Um, the other big news, and we haven't spoken about, we kind of hinted about it last time. Uh, by the way, uh, we missed last week because of Thanksgiving. So, you know, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Hope you had a good Thanksgiving. Gordon moved to Puerto Rico and brought Donaher with him. And Gary's going to go down there, too, once he comes back from his fight. So he's got a fight Friday. Make sure you check out the homie Gary Tonin. And so did uh, uh, Craig Jones. Yeah, Craig Jones is going down there, too. He's got his match coming up for for submission underground. After that, he's going down there. Yeah, Dude, that's bad. I wish I could go down there and just film like a little mini documentary series, like just following these guys. They've got to be. I wonder where they're they're, like, I wonder where they're moving. They're there already. No, I wonder where, like where in Puerto Rico. Oh, he, he posted up there. They're in the super rich locked gated community in Puerto Rico. They're not in the poor end of Puerto Rico. Like you see, you haven't seen the photos of the house and stuff. No. Oh, bro. Well, all the, all the houses. So where I lived, I, when I lived in Puerto Rico, it was um, just outside of San Juan and uh, Ponte, Ponte Verde. Ponte Verde, probably. I can't remember if that was the name of it, but uh, uh, it, it, was, it was the the nicer section. Right. Because uh, that, but that, it was not that we were. No, they're, they're living in a mansion. No, this was not a mansion. Yeah, no. So they're... what are they matting the mansion? Mansion? No, they're they're building a, a gym. They're building uh, a gym. A gym supposedly is going to be open by March. Like March is their opening date, and they're already like planning um, training camps and stuff like that out there. I know Mo lives out there. Uh, from uh, the guy that runs ADCC, uh, owns ADCC, I guess. Uh, 
and um yeah but, no. but i wonder what city they're moving they the, the, he said it i can't think of at the top of my head i mean you, you can look it up where, where was it at where did you see it on on instagram here yeah, fine i'll pull it up I was, I was trying to avoid opening up my phone but i'll tell you you already done it twice uh, in the meantime, I will also tell you that um, there are rumors of Khabib wanting to come back. At a different weight? No. He wants to come back to fight again. He said the, the comment that he made was, I, I will fight only if, uh, if I get my mom's permission. Was so, that what he said? That's what he said. Uh, let's see. Does he say? It might not say exactly what city in Puerto Rico. Uh, nope. Uh, let's see. I know he posted it. He said it somewhere. Here we go. Moved to Puerto Rico. Uh, PR. Ba, 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 da, ba, ba. Doesn't say exactly where, but I'm sure if we actually put in the effort, we could find it. Yeah. Uh, it's got to be somewhere like San Juan. San Juan. San Juan. But man, I would love to go to Puerto Rico, go and like film. They got to be causing like fucking havoc. No, you don't. You don't want to cause havoc in Puerto Rico. You know, speaking of Puerto Rico, so I kind of got into a into a what's the what's the word like a not a YouTube hole, but basically just like a Google hole where right, I just started like shit. You know, shit pops up in your mind randomly. Started like searching stuff. So the other person that I remember that lived in Puerto Rico that always caused shit and did cause shit, Angela Magana. Remember Angela Magana? Yeah. From the UFC, the one that wanted to like sue Cyborg because she punched her. The one that yeah, like yeah, talked yeah. shit to everybody and never backed it up. Said she lived poor in Puerto Rico and stuff like that. I'm like, whatever happened to her? Because she started a bunch of shit on on Twitter and Instagram and like putting people down and all the stuff that happened outside of the bus. Um, Google it if you don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Like, she was causing up a bunch of stir-up, but she never really did anything in the UFC. So I'm like, let me see what she's up to, bro. She's in boxing now. I watch videos of her. No, 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 like regular boxing. I think she had, like, her first boxing match the other day or something. I watched videos of her boxing. Absolutely dog shit awful. It was so bad. I'm like, oh, you're going to get knocked out for sure. There was something sexy about her from what I remember. No, I think she was like sexy for like a little while and then she started acting like super just like uh what's the word I'm looking for? Um trashy. Not trashy, like high and mighty. Um just really condescending cuz she would like call herself your majesty. Like she said like refer to me as your majesty. You going to fucking come at me with a karambit over there? Maybe. Try not to cut yourself. You didn't know how to close it last time and I sharpened yeah, the hell out of that knife. Okay. I sharpened the hell out of that knife too. Um, yeah, but she's doing like boxing now. It's like her boxing is god awful. Did she win? I don't I didn't even bother to look. I just felt so bad. I legitimately felt bad for her because she started a, her own gym down in Puerto Rico so she could train there. And it's just like I guess she's making money, but like barely enough. She's living like in the slums of Puerto Rico. Like so whatever. But that was someone that her own trash talking completely destroyed her career. It wasn't even her fighting capability, her yeah, talking. I don't even remember if she got any chances in the UFC. Nobody will. Yes, yeah, she was. She fought in the UFC. She fought for a while. She just got demolished every time. Well, that's what I was I was saying. 
Yeah, look it up. I just like uh, I legitimately felt bad for her. Like uh, you had potential to be a fighter, but you just literally made every wrong decision you could possibly make. You looking her up? She's yeah. only on Twitter now, I think. Dang, she's only well, she's thirty. I was gonna say she's only thirty-seven. I'm thirty-seven. Only thirty-seven. You got um. Actually, she only had one. She no, she had one fight in the UFC. In the UFC, she had the Ultimate f- f- uh, Fighter finale. She kept on missing. I think that's what it was. She kept well, on. No, no. She had she had the Ultimate f- Fighter right. Uh, against Tisha Torres lost. Yeah. Then she had an actual fight on the top team versus Black Zillions finale. Right. She lost to Michelle Waterson. Yeah. And then, and then she had a TKO loss to Amanda Cooper. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. She just got yeah, so worked she only, every time. She didn't have, like, sh- but what's her, like, full on, like, record? Her full on record is 11 and 10. Yeah. She was just like not even average. Does it show like her boxing match? Um, I did see championships achievements. No, that's two thousand nine. Yeah, no, she's she she ain't going. She went nowhere. She went absolutely nowhere. Nope. So there is something that's been going around um, uh, over the internet the last couple of weeks that's been causing a little bit of a stir up. I'm wondering if I should pull it up so you could see it. Is it going to make me laugh? No, it's, no, this is like a serious, serious like okay. thing. It's like kind of pissing people off. I definitely, I can't play it um, on our video because otherwise we'll get like copyright claim in somebody else's video. But basically it's a, uh, it's a video from Frasa Hobby answering like a, a question on his podcast or whatever, talking about um, like male, like guys like rolling with females. And he's like, I do not roll with female, uh, with female competitors. It's like with female students. He's like, I just don't. He's like, and he tells a story about a, a female that just signed up, uh, a lady that just signed up to his like academy. Like he was just sitting there, like he just finished training, I guess. And she came up and said, Hey, can I like, can I roll with you? And he's like, no, I don't roll with women. Like not trying to be disrespectful, but I don't roll with women. And she like tells him the story that, Oh, I'm here because I got kicked out of my last school because I ended up having an affair with the professor and it like basically was splitting the gym in half. So like I had to leave and I'm here now. And he's like, yeah, I definitely don't want to roll with you now. And um, he's like, that's his thing. He's like, I don't, I don't roll with women because he said it's to avoid having sexual thoughts. He's like, and then he goes, like, he really dug himself a hole in it. He talks about... Is he married? Yes. Okay. Which I understand. If you're saying, like, because your wife's uncomfortable, whatever, totally get it. That would be a way to say it. But he says that um, because as a male, like, if you're rolling with a female, you're automatically going to have, like, sexual thoughts. He's like, and for those guys that say, no, I never have a sexual thought when I'm rolling with a female, he's like, well, you're the the white angel, like, that people aspire to be. He's like... I'm not like that. And then um, he digs himself even deeper by saying, he's like, if you're rolling with an ugly person and that doesn't come up, it's like, okay, I totally understand it. But you're, if you're rolling with a really beautiful woman, 
and like you're gonna tell me you don't have any sexual thoughts he's like well good for you you're you're you know whatever um, like that's digging himself like again i, 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 I would play I, you the I video but say, i wouldn't say it's digging him a hole um i think it's i think it's a personal preference I and know girls, i agree i know girls that won't roll with guys a hundred percent so but the way that you give your reasoning is different if that's your like a hundred percent you roll with whoever the hell you want to roll with. It's your prerogative because it's your role. You do have to get up close. But to sit there and say, like, I can't roll with women because I'm going to automatically have, like, sexual thoughts. Well, maybe he knows himself. And, again, that's what I said. Like, may, like, especially nowadays, like, where the way that I, that I got into a debate with people on this was he's a high-profile person. He's yep. a high-profile coach. It only takes an accusation for his entire career to be thrown down the drain. It doesn't have to be true because that's just the way it is. You only need to be accused of it for it to wreck your, like, your life. So I understand that. He has to be more careful about who he picks, who he has to roll with. Now, to sit there and say, like, I don't want to roll with someone just because they're female, like, okay. It's a little bit of a like a weak-minded thing to sit there and say, but if you have the justification, whether it's religious reasons, respect because of like your wife or whatever it is, I get it. At the end of the day, that's that's fine. But to sit there and say I can't roll with you because you're pretty and I might have sexual thoughts, like yeah, but but I see. I, I don't again. I don't have a problem with that because he might know himself. Is that why you get, don't roll with me? <laughs> and he might get sexual thoughts and and and. Sometimes all it takes is one thought, and, and that thought can plant itself, embed itself in your brain. Right. And next thing you know, he's thinking about this girl. Next thing, like, you know, just, I'm, I'm just, you know, going, playing devil's advocate. Playing devil's advocate here. Right. Going down the, the, um, you know, the logic hole. Right. Which, you know, and, 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 and you know, he sees the possibilities of what that can do. Look, Vice President Pence. Does not have dinner. Yeah, with female like by himself. He yeah, has by to have himself. The, yeah, no, I, and I get it. And, and look, and and he's in politics. He think about how many politicians have been accused, accused, or you know and, how many also have fucked up and actually done it. Yeah. So, so like I understand it. If you, it, it, like, I know. I listen. That's what I'm saying. Like I, I don't. He's not. It's not like he's saying he won't coach him. See, and that's the other argument. I said the exact same thing. He didn't say that he wouldn't coach a female like athlete. He just said he's not going to roll with them. But you can coach someone like talking about like, how are you going to do? Are you going to work up uh, like against the cage without having to physically touch that person? Right. And you can show techniques without rolling. Yeah. Rolling is different. And even then you have like a, a male athlete next to you that you can sit there and show right. on. Like, and maybe that athlete doesn't have the issue. So I get it. I think everyone now is so quick to go into everybody the whole me to too. And well, everybody wants to be it's offended. that. And you want to do the, Oh my gosh, I can't think of shit. You want to be the um, virtue signaling and all this other stuff. Like, man, if everyone has a right to pick and choose who they roll with, because it's their role, it's called personal sovereignty. It's listen, a hundred percent. Now, whether or not you agree with that person's point of view, that's fine. You don't have to agree with it. That's still their fucking right to pick it that way. And, and and I can even go further. Why don't you roll with the big guy? Yeah, because you're, 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 he's going to use more muscle. It's going to hurt me. Like, no. How no, do you know? That's just you know? assuming. That's just assuming. Yeah. So, but 
you know what? All right, whatever. If you don't want to roll with me, if you you and I, you know, you you now more than you have before, get that get that now where people don't want yeah. to roll with you. Yeah. And 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 I go out of my way to like prove to people that like if they don't want to roll with me, like that's fine, go for it. Like that's cool. But like I'll still roll with someone their exact same size and then they see like no one's ever sat there and said to, like about me that like right. I roll but like when an it's asshole. Time to roll. Everybody avoids your gaze. I, it's actually the other way around. I avoid everybody else because, like, the way that I noticed, I caught myself subconsciously picking the people that I think I would have an easier time with, right? So to avoid having to ever do that, I just wait. I wait. Whoever, because at the end, it's you're either going to get the other person that everyone's afraid to roll with right for one reason or the other mm -hmm. or you end up subconsciously being like picking the one that you think you might be able to either really match well on or get the one up on so i'd rather sit there whoever comes at me that's who i roll with i'll read i'll if i have to take the first tap just to read them out and see how they're gonna roll i'll take the first tap and i use that as my gauge but i stop now going and like you let's go i try not to do that unless i see someone like it's new someone new to the school or someone that I think that maybe I can help and like, or maybe they might be being an asshole rolling with other people and I have to like play the wannabe enforcer card. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that's at least but, my approach but, now. But, but it's the same. Same, same. Same, same. If you, if you don't want to roll with a certain type of person. That's your right. That's your right. hundred percent. Now, what if you get into the aspect of someone's like, they don't want to roll with someone because of their religious preference right so that's what happened in judo that was the big issues with judo um egyptian judokas would not compete against israeli judokas because of all political reasons obviously whatever like what if you get into something like that again you could do whatever this is this you're is... gonna put the fucking knife down that's what you gotta do <laughs> This world is not going to be nerfed for you. Yes. Not everybody's going to like you. Yeah. And not everybody needs to bend over for whatever whim you have. Um, if, if they don't want to roll with you because of your religion, your color, your smell, your sex, your whatever um, reason whatever reason that is their prerogative you don't have to agree with it you don't have to agree with it you don't it have to like their it. choice yeah. and not all of these choices are for reasons that are um you know what's the word i'm looking for admirable no 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 it's the opposite way around yeah. it's like you don't know their reasons yeah now if someone's a racist and you find out they're a racist because they don't want to roll with somebody of a different color. Well, fuck them. Then, then that person won't last long. It, it's the type. It's the type of. It's your reasoning for why you want don't want to do it. Yeah. So it's like you know I don't like rolling with smelly people. I just don't. I don't for sure. Um. I feel like I am offended and like ashamed if I ever catch myself rolling and all of a sudden I realize my gee smells. Like that's the one time where you'll get me where like I'm embarrassed. Like yeah, when that the, happens, the, the best guard you guys can learn all new jujitsu stink guys, guard. The best guard you can learn in jujitsu is called right guard. Put it on. I had the button here somewhere. So you know, 
but yeah, I won't roll with a smelly person. Um, I'll roll with a girl. I have no problem rolling with a girl, but it's really stupid when I roll with a girl because I outweigh and I outstrength most dudes on the mat. Yeah. Let alone most women. Yeah. But you know, I I've, I've, I've figured you rolled out, with Tammy. Yeah. I figured out a way to roll with girls where I just stay on the bottom and I defend and I make them defend the sweep. You know, I, it's, you know, there's ways to do what you, what you got to do, but I, I don't, I don't mind rolling with a girl. I don't mind rolling with anybody except for stinky people. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things that like, I guess it happened a few weeks ago and it popped up and it was just, it was blowing my mind how quick people are to just pull one card or the other. It's like, the problem is then you get like the douchebag guys making the dumb comments like on the videos, like, Oh, I'll roll with a girl. And I ended up having a baby like nine months later, like, okay, man, whatever. Like, haha. Like, no, everybody pregnant. Yeah. Like it's stupid. It's like, you're only making yourself look dumb to try and get like a, a laugh from other troglodytes online. It's not going to fucking happen. But the the speed at which people are quick to sit there and all of a sudden like inflame like for us a hobby i'm like i i don't see anything that he said anything wrong like what if let's say what if he legitimately had a either a a mental problem or a physical problem where trying to overcome right where it's like maybe he's got like a sex addiction for all you know right because yeah. that's a that's a, a legitimate know, problem or, or maybe he's got a religious reason Right. And or maybe or or maybe there's something has happened in the past where he's just trying to avoid it. Well, like and it's right. and it's funny because you say that because I do remember uh, GSP having that kind of an issue at one point where he got like accused of something and somehow he got like rolled under the rug that or he got some girl pregnant or something like that. But they got like like just swept under the rug. Nobody ever heard about it ever again. But like, listen, man, like he you don't have to like somebody's reason to like roll with you like a hundred percent you don't have to like it you don't even have to like respect it that's their decision it's got nothing to fucking do with you like so whatever it's one less person you got to roll with whatever would you want to roll with that person anyway if you now you know like their their frame of mind probably not like if i if someone said to me like said oh i don't roll with whatever asian people I'm not Asian. Guess what? I'm not. I'm just not gonna roll with you. If you're a scumbag, I don't want anything yeah, to do yeah, with you anyway. Yeah. So if anything, like you said, it's they're not gonna last long. They're gonna rule themselves out. Like yeah, unless if, you if end it's, up. If it's a dick, if it's a dick reason. Yeah, a hundred percent. I don't want anything to do with you anyway. Then, like, I don't want you on my team. Yeah. You're just gonna rule yourself out on it. So, like, whatever. Let let shit play out. Now, on the other hand, I will say, I've seen it. We've seen it plenty of times where. The girl, new girl comes in and the black belt or a black belt or whatever higher belt comes in and starts trying to impose themselves on this like girl trying to whether it's showing off or they're using their role to yeah. to try and, and get a one up like mentally on the girl and then there or guy whatever like we've seen it tons of times so at the end of the day it's one of those things that like we shouldn't have to worry about that. Obviously women have to worry about it way more than men do, but it's like, if you see something like that at the gym, just fucking say it, call somebody out. Like, Hey, loser, leave her alone. You can't just have every like female that comes in here. Like she's here to train, not to talk to you. Right. Like, but but uh, you see it at a lot of, a lot of jujitsu schools. A lot of instructors use their, their, their student 
base as their dating pool. Yeah, I've seen that so many times. It's so fucking gross. Yeah, it's so gross. And then like you wonder, it's like, man, how come there's not that like many like, with like females in here or females that stay here a while, like. Shit, man, like that's that's pretty yeah. like fucking crazy. Like, why why would you sit there and do that? Like, whatever. But yeah, that was something that popped up. It was it's just kind of really blowing my mind to see that even in jujitsu, people try to do that, but for the most part, it checks itself. That's one of the few things that checks itself. But yeah, as far as I'm concerned, Farasahabi did nothing wrong. I had nothing wrong. I got no problem he, with it. He could not. I understand it completely. Especially as a married man, especially as a yeah. business owner, especially as a high-profile MMA coach, for sure, he's got too much to lose. You know, and and and, and, and little to gain. Right, he's got too much to lose, and what happens if he gets an accidental boner? You know, it, it, it's it's been known to happen. I can easily say that has never happened to me. <laughs> I felt you a couple weeks ago. You were hard as a rock. That's just me natural, baby. I appreciate you pointing that out. <laughs> Why would you even set yourself up like that? <laughs> Actually, you know what? I got fucking, I got pissed the other day because we were, we were drilling. I forget who I was drilling with. I think it was like a, a white belt. And I was showing them like a knee cut pass from like Dele Hiva, And they just kept on just grinding my nuts with the knee. I'm like, dude, stop, relax. And he just kept doing it and kept doing it. I was like, you get one more. If you fucking eat me in the nuts one more time, like we're going to have at it. But I, I have unfortunately learned the Kung Fu art of being able to continue rolling after getting hit in the nuts from training with you. Cause remember when we first tried to train when I was a white belt, like we were just hitting each other in the nuts. Dude, like, I've got <laughs> every- I, I think, I think I hold the record for nut shots, like giving them or taking them, taking them. For sure, because you got shorter legs. I have taken so many nut shots. Yeah, and and I and 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 you, those are the ones I've reacted to. There are plenty. Oh yeah, you just got to keep going. That through. I just keep going, but there are sometimes where it's like I have no choice but yeah. to react to. Um, some I can't remember where I was the other day. I want to say where was I? Where did I roll the other day that I was that had happened? um jay-z's it might have been no 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 i was up in north carolina at, at steve's uh, school that's about right yeah and i was rolling i was rolling with a kid and he did something and he brought it and i and i was like it was like 20 seconds in thunder to the nuts 20 seconds in i was like white belt no 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 uh he's a blue or purple or something like that um but did you smash him after that no, 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 no. It wasn't his fault. It's just, yeah, I but- know, I, I know, you know, and look, look, I got short legs. I got big nuts and they always get, they always get racked. It's just, it's just who I am. And I know that. And, and anybody that's ever been on a mat with me has, if you've ever been on a mat with me nine times out of 10, you've probably seen me, or at least the vast majority of you have seen me rolling around on the ground going, yeah it's happened to me so many times there's got to be a way right there's got to be a way where someone can create something that you can wear while rolling that at least protects your nuts well like i why can't they make like a like a rubber like not a because the rubber isn't going to stop the hit 
No, it's got to be like the like the headgear stuff where like it's soft, but if it takes a hit, it like hardens well, up. Or no, no, not even that. But like like a, a formed rubber that gives cushion. You know what I'm saying? Like 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 it's it's the shape of a cup. Like titanium cups. No, yeah, but not titanium, but made made out of like rubber space age technology that are that are that have some that that come out like a cup you know how like a cup comes yeah out, but like see but like if there's pressure put on it it collapses and and well, that way that way you have a little more time to react see i'm thinking the other way it's got to be something like a tube sock with that kind of like ability because that way at least goes off to the side if it happens because you can't have something that defeats the purpose if it collapses while like you're arm barring yeah because then you, you want, get because if you take a knee then it's going to collapse it's not going to stay strong yeah but but I, what i'm saying is you just need something to most of these like for grappling it's not like a full-on shot like a full-on knee shot it's like it's a it's like a, a push or, mm. or or it's a grind. Yeah. Or it's a roll. Have you ever had oh, the, roll? the roll? Yeah. yeah. So so it's like, but if you had enough, like if the rubber was out enough and then it compressed, so and like you it want was like, like an, it was and like an like eggshell, and then when 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 there was a shot that it went like this and it just didn't compress all the way down to to the flat, like it went boop. Listen, back. if that's that's how flat you want it to be, you're on your own, bro. No, it's I'm already just, too. But you. Whatever. I get what you're saying. Not physically possible. That's what I'm saying. I would go with like the tube sock route where it was like, so rival, the rival boxing, they have like just basically that it's a gel. They have it some on the, on the headgear on my headgear. It has it where it's soft. It's malleable. But if you go to hit it hard, it like it tightens up, it becomes like a hard shell. So like something like that as a cup, so. it would work. I don't, I don't know. Like, what's it, uh, Newtonian fluid? You never seen that? It's like when you have water and cornstarch, but you see, like, people run oh, across yeah, the pool, yeah, like, yeah. make a cup out of that. Done. Done. Because that's what happens. Like, you can put your hand through it, but if you go to hit it hard, it gets hard. We can make it happen. That's a billion-dollar idea, son. You know how many guys would end up rocking that? We can make that happen. You can be the test subject. I don't, I don't, I don't like wearing cups anyways. <laughs> Um, so what do you got planned, uh, for Christmas, buddy? We only got a couple more weeks. Nothing much. Nothing. You staying here? Or you going up North I'm again? I'm staying here. Yeah. My mom's actually coming down. Even though, I mean, I, that's the plan, but I heard plans change on the day. Well, no, no, no. Just because of COVID because the CDC just put out. What happened now? They want people not to travel Fuck them. for Christmas. But again, you know, my mom lives on a farm. Yeah. So it's like if if one person can't like look after the, the cows and the chickens while they're gone. Yeah, you got nothing. She, can't. They can't leave. So how many cows and chickens does she have? Eleven cows. She's got eleven cows. Eleven cows. Like, are they like cool cows or are they like assholes? No, they're pretty cool. She so got we could, donkey. Can we go like jump on the cows and ride the cows? I don't know. I don't know if you Listen, want to do that. I am not. I am 100% against they're not bulls, animal they're cows. Right, I'm 100% against animal cruelty in every like stretch of the imagination, but I would love to one day go cow tipping just to see it. Yeah, I have no desire. Like I've never seen it. No desire. Have you ever seen it? You used to do that. I'm sure you used to do that. No, never did it. I no. I'm, I'm I'm against anything 
You ever seen cow tipping? Yes. Like in person? No. Where have you seen cow tipping? I've never seen it except on uh, movies. Yeah. What movie? uh, Tommy Boy. Yeah, but they didn't actually do it. Yeah, he did. I don't know if it was a real cow. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I just remember where he like sets up in like a football stance. He goes, it's full back belly on two, on two. (laughs) He gets down and. Oh, that movie's a fucking classic. Um, yeah, I think I'm just gonna hang out down here. Um, I am gonna go really- to Tom's either. I was gonna go for the new year, but it looks like they're gonna have a visitor, um, so I might have to go up after. True. So, go see the boys, play a little magic. You heard the new uh, the new situation up there, the new construction plants. Uh, oh, the one that we told them to get right from the beginning. What? The fireplace or the, uh, the swimming the, pool? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's happening. Yeah, I know. Ah, that's funny stuff. Funny stuff. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, by the way, for everyone that's been joining on the live game streams. We've been having a blast. We've had people joining us from, from Norway. We yeah, like it's been crazy. Like we've uh we've been having a freaking blast. Shout out to my homie Mighty Pinto, always joining us on on there. Like people have been messaging me like left, right, and center, like saying that how much they enjoy the live game stream. So we have to do more of them. Um, I gotta get you to finally join in on them. Um, so I think we're gonna be switching up a couple of games, so we'll get you on there too, because I know you don't like the pirate game. Um. Karajitsu is on Twitch if you want to join me, but we have the Jiu-Jitsu Radio YouTube that also streams there, so you can join us everywhere you want. Don't forget to follow us at Jiu-Jitsu Radio on Instagram. You can follow Sean, too, at Gorilla Boy BJJ. You can follow me at Sonder Marketing on Instagram. Standard Jiu-Jitsu hand signal. Shaka. Shaka, bro. Shout out to Chocoloha, one of our awesome sponsors, along with Giraffe Choke and Jiu-Jitsu Soapco. You can get some of the best gear in jujitsu and you can get a discount on it just by using the promo codes you see below if you're watching us on youtube if not go ahead and just check out the website we got all the information out there too go to jujitsu soapco go to chocoloha get all your stuff go to giraffe choke get the hookup order your christmas gifts now if you want to get yourself on time don't wait like the stfu and roll shirt you can get that at jujitsuradio.com and i actually am planning on putting up some more shirts this weekend so we're gonna have some new shirts we're gonna get the jujitsu radio shirt up there finally Finally. a bunch of people have been asking for it so you can always want this shirt you want that on a shirt i want that on a shirt i can make it happen better better how how would you make it better like actual like dimensionally correct this one's a little square because it oh. had to be square. I thought you said like you wanted like an actual like just. No, no, no. I'm like, I'm in like cassette shape. Cassette with your jujitsu, your jujitsu, your jujitsu sex. I saw a meme today that before we that made me laugh out loud. Uh, and I am going to go ahead and send it to you right now, and then then we'll describe it to you guys. Um, which doesn't have the same impact. What? Yeah, no, it probably won't. But is it, it the Kool Aid guy? Nope. It is. Welcome to Meme Radio. Meme Radio. So it was. So if you if you like. Are you showing it to me or are you saying yeah, it to I me? sent it to you. Um, if you like the Avengers or you like Captain America, uh, then you remember the scene in the. The scene in the elevator. 
<laughs> it's the Captain America in the elevator uh, meme for those of you that know where he's talking to the uh, what is it um, Cobra well no. yeah yeah it, 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 is it Cobra it's, it's, well it, no some it's... of them are Cobra and some of them aren't and he's like it's the shock team yeah and he's and the one the scene where he goes before this before we get started does anybody want to get off yeah so he says, I know a guy that has a garbage guard and sounds like an owl. And the guy responds, who? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and then shit starts popping off. Uh, where'd you get this one from? Uh, BJJ memes. Uh, because underscore Jitsu. That's who we did it. Yeah, yeah I don't know. but that, it was I'm definitely BJJ sharing memes. that one. I'll, uh, I'll post it up on our Instagram. Dude, that made me go, ah, that's perfect. That's pretty good. I'm going <laughs> to go ahead and post that up right now to our Instagram. And you can see it at Jiu-Jitsu Radio on instagram thank you so much for joining us thank you to lex mcmahon for joining us go ahead and check out titan fc like i said i used to work for them i love them i think it's a great organization for fighters that are trying to uh to really make it into the ufc take his advice please take his advice he's not going to give you any bullshit advice please take his advice reach out to him if you got any questions if you want any kind of um i guess advice and if you got skills He's going to be so pissed. Like, go ahead and message because he gets a million messages a day. If you put me on a card or fight, it's like, bro, you're O and O. He's like, yeah, but I've been fighting in the streets. Like, legitimately, he gets those. So, shout out to Lex McMahon. Thank you so much to all of our sponsors. We'll catch you guys next week. Peace. Peace.